0: Humans like to be scared. We like to activate that fight or flight mechanism. We also like to be the smartest people in the room. And when you're talking about entertaining yourself by locking yourself into one of these um, experiential games that are called escape rooms, you know, you can be both, right? You can be frightened because I've heard some of these escape rooms uh, where you uh, try and figure your way out by solving a series of puzzles and riddles using clues and hints and strategy to complete tasks. I've heard about like people, scary people like zombies or something being chained to the wall and you know, if you, you know, every few minutes, the chain gets longer just to freak you out. Right. And, and it's not it's not really my thing, although I thought, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong on this, that they were running an escape room for a while at the Casa Loma. Did we hear about something like that? Yeah, I do believe there was a Casa Loma one. I know that they did one up at um, the Pioneer Village as well. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. We were thinking of maybe going down and trying out the escape room at uh, Casa Loma just to see how well we work together as a team. But I uh, never did it because that's how well we work together as a team. Yeah. <laughs> On uh, December 25th, this is scary. A fire broke out at a roundabout uh, escape room, and it's near Young and, and Gould Street in downtown Toronto. No one was injured. But, you know, after hearing about this fire a week ago and in Poland um, where five teenagers were celebrating a birthday party at one of these escape rooms and they were killed there, Uh, I guess people are starting to look at these rooms and look at them very closely because Toronto Fire Services are concerned. Not only are they concerned, but the people that run their own escape rooms have started to step back and reevaluate the safety of the guests in those rooms. Toronto Fire Services are going to be conducting an inspection blitz of escape rooms across the city. And here to talk about it, Jim Jessup, he's Deputy Chief with the Toronto Fire Service. Welcome to the show.
1: Uh, thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for being here to talk about this. Do you have any idea how many escape rooms we have in the city?
1: Well, this uh, this is going to be one of the aspects of our of our uh, joint City of Toronto uh, inspection program and and review. You know, in partnership with Toronto Building and Licensing and Standards. And and so, to be very honest, we don't. Um, we actually have staff now going on the internet. Uh, and trying to determine, you know, how many we can find mm-hmm. uh, because these are not licensed and, and there is no sort of registry where we can access some information. But the best estimates that my staff are coming back with at this time are, are in the neighbourhood of, of approximately 150.
0: Yeah, it's amazing to me that they're not licensed and they're not required under the Ontario Fire Code to be inspected annually. I'm guessing you're going to change things there or looking into changing that. What exactly will you be looking for during this inspection blitz?
1: Well, so for a number of things. So obviously, you know, everybody is, uh, has heard and, you know, of that great tragedy in Poland, and, and then, uh, you know, we had a significant fire on Christmas in one of them. And then speaking with the firefighters actually that were inside fighting that fire as, you know, the 30 to 40 occupants were trying to leave, it really, uh, you know, caused us to pause and, and ask, you know, what we should be doing. So, you know, the main things that we will be looking at from a safety perspective, obviously, number one, will be exiting. You know, the fire code is very clear. You cannot, you know, lock fire exit doors and and, and exit doors uh, cannot have, cannot require specialized knowledge, uh, you know, to open. Uh, You know, we have had some that we have noted that have had this, others that that have had not. So we will be looking at, you know, most importantly, exiting. Uh, You know, is there sufficient exit signage? Are the staff trained in what to do? Um, You know, have they been doing any ulterior additions or modifications to the building that may have required permits that were not obtained. Um, you know, so we're going to be looking at it from a holistic perspective, uh, with obviously the number one concern being, you know, the whole issue of, you know, can you safely get out?
0: The inspection blitz—it hasn't begun yet, or has it?
1: Uh, yeah, we've been into a few right now, so staff are, are literally, uh, uh, you know, going online. We, we, we've got a list of forty that have been confirmed mm-hmm. that we've already started on. And as I said, anecdotally, I'm hearing numbers upwards of about 150. So we absolutely have started. Uh, and, and ironically, the, the one that we had the fire at, we've actually been in, uh, you know, sometime before the fire. And uh, that one actually did have issues with exit doors and electronic mag locks. We had actually ordered uh, the owner to remove, which the owner did. So we were very fortunate when the fire happened that the actual fire doors did open.
0: Now, when you talk about a mag lock, uh, you know, I used to work at a radio station where you could uh, close the door and lock it. And I think we're talking about the same thing. It becomes magnetized, and you can't open that, correct?
1: That's right. Like We've heard things and we've seen things like, you know, some of the doors have keypads where if you don't know the number, you can't get out. And, you know, so the staff person obviously outside would know the number. But in the event of a fire... Uh, the electrical systems to that electronic locking device may be damaged, which means even with the combination, you're not going to get that door open.
0: Wow, that's a terrifying thought. You know, I think as customers, you're going into these places thinking, well, they wouldn't be running if they weren't safe. And that's a kind of naive. So I'm happy you guys are looking into it. What kind of reception are you getting from people that run these escape rooms? Uh,
1: certainly nothing that's been reported is negative uh, to me. Uh, a number of them that we've been into have been very positive and, and candidly very... Um, thankful uh you know we've been pointing out a few uh, things if issues are minor obviously if there's any significant risk to the public Toronto Fire will not leave that building until it's been rectified but certainly there's been no uh, negative reception from industry uh we've actually uh, received some calls asking to come down and review procedures with uh, you know with, with different ones so uh, we think it's going to be a positive experience it'll give the city a really good snapshot as to how many they have and the sort of what safety status each one is.
0: And would there be fines that would be issued?
1: Well, the, the Fire Protection and Prevention Act certainly allows for that. Uh, and Toronto does have policies, you know, when we have egregious violations. You know, for example, if we walk into a house uh, and there are no operating smoke alarms, we charge the owner. Um, uh, right now, you know, with the new laws with sprinklers and retirement homes, if we find those... Uh, uh, we will charge the owner. And if we were to walk into one of these facilities and the and they were operating and the exits were locked uh, or we had uh, serious fire safety issues, uh, there may be potential charges. Yes,
0: it, it's uh, it's it's interesting. You know that it wouldn't have been been already on the radar for you know annual inspections because the whole idea is to lock someone in a room and try and and where they have to try and escape from that room by solving puzzles.
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we, you know, certainly we're seeing in in some of the larger urban centers is, you know, legislation sometimes lags behind the new economy. So whether we're dealing with issues like Airbnb, uh, ghost hotels, and and now, you know, in our mind, this is really no different. Uh, But, you know, certainly we are going to be very, you know, we've launched it, we're being very proactive, um, and we will be, you know, taking all steps necessary to make sure that know when occupants are in these rooms uh,
0: that they're safe. So what message do you have for people listening right now because you know everybody is whether it's a birthday party or you know you just want to do something different on the weekend we're all big on experiences and this is definitely one of those uh, experiences that would attract people that are celebrating something or you know they've got teenagers and a birthday what what should we be aware of when we're going into these escape rooms and what should we be looking out for?
1: Well, that's a really great question. So certainly if it was, uh, you know, my you know, my teenage daughter's uh, about to go into one of these things, I think the first question any parent or anybody uh, that is going to be participating in this event is to ask the first question, you know, are we actually being locked in the room? If there is a fire, will the door open, you know, without specialized knowledge? Does it require someone to open it from the outside? And if the answer is... Uh, yes, you are. Phys- you know, you are actually being locked in, and you cannot get out on your own. And that would certainly give me pause for concern.
0: I really appreciate your time, Jim, and I uh, wish you the best of luck with this. How long will this blitz be going on for? How long do you think it'll take you to conduct all the inspections?
1: Uh, you know, we're certainly hoping to have them done. Uh, you know, sometime within the first quarter of this year. Uh, but given the number and and and, and trying to schedule them, uh, certainly by the end of March is our objective.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Jim. Have a great weekend.
1: Thank you very much. You too.
0: Cheers.